All right, we're all safely back uh, from Inchidani, and not to mention the electric picnic, and we're joined by Monk McGann on Tuesday Travel. Now, we were in Ireland last week, which means we're somewhere exotic and foreign this week. Where, Old Bean? Well, we haven't been to Africa for a while, so we're going to go to West Africa. We're going to go to Ghana. Now, this is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Ghana was called something else. That's right, it was. It was called the Gold Coast. And it was one of the first independent countries in Africa. Mm-hmm. And there was an ex-army fellow whose name I can't remember, but there's a statue of him I know in the capital city hmm. of Ghana. But I remember the hullabaloo when Ghana became independent. Now, a lot, sadly, of countries in Africa mm-hmm. uh, have, in a way, because of despotic government or just pure bad organisation, haven't done the best thing by their country. Mm-hmm. So is Ghana an exception to the rule? In comparative terms, definitely. Yeah, it has a polit- politically stable administration. Is It is an act of free press. It is well run. It, the problem is uh, amazing sources of oil have been found off the coast You know, in the last five or six years. In fact, the Irish mining companies are all active in Ghana. Um, now, this should be a great thing. It means, you know, inevitable, incredible wealth for Ghana, who is a relatively democratic, relatively stable country. But the Ghanaians are worried terribly that the money will be siphoned away, that it will bring in massive corruption like happens in Nigeria. I don't think it will, because Ghanaians, as you said, they've had a stronger base. They are enlightened and they were all, they're all about getting international help and support. But, but oil was bad for Nigeria in a way. Without doubt. Yeah, just because they, got, they found oil so early in the 1960s when we were still still had our fingers in uh, Europe, still had its fingers in Africa and was still controlling them. So we manipulated them and we put corrupt um, sort of weak leaders in there so that we could siphon the money out. So Ghana is aware of what's happened in Nigeria. Like they, So Ghana, where is it? It's in West Africa. Let's say you have, you know, maybe you know where Nigeria is. It's sort of where the crook of that big belly of the top of West Africa comes out. And you have Nigeria, and then you further west, you then got um, Benin, then you get Togo, these are these little long slivers of country, then you get Ghana, and then next is Ivory Coast. Uh, so this is this area which is, uh, it's on a par. It's on a. It's on parallel to West Cork. Now, historically, mm-hmm. we'd be talking slave trade. I yeah. presume, would yeah. we? Yeah. So, not only as you say, were it was. 1957 was Ghana the first place to get independence it was also the first place that Europe ever set foot on the Portuguese settled there in about 1450 oh, really? or 1470 yeah and um, so when they settled there um, I mean the first idea was just to have a uh, to put a fort there a trading f- well no a sort of fort so that they could land their boats there but this was in 1482 um, no, in 1471, by 1482, they had this castle, Elmina Castle, which became a centre of slavery, of brutal slavery, um, which is still like this whole line of this whole coast of Ghana has 16 different forts, either built by the Dutch, the Portuguese or the British, all for sucking live human and human beings out to sell and them And many of those now have been preserved as a, as a, a testament to the awfulness of slavery. Exactly. Presumably. Yeah, I mean, they, these are really difficult things to go and see. Um, so the two most famous ones are Elmina and Cape Coast Castle. They're both very different. Elmina is further west. It's, it's whitewashed, so it looks like a lovely old 15th century castle because that's what it originally was. But then you see underground in the dungeons is where the, 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 the slaves were brought in. Um, and then the, the one track that brought them up to the, the, brought the women up to be raped in the governor's residence. And right beside that is the Dutch church where they would go to, ma, you know, they would, have, they would have their services, their religious services while 
while the slaves were being molested and abused. So, I mean, they're really difficult places. But for Africans and for American, um, Afro-Americans who are coming over, that's not the word, Afro-Americans, yeah. Well, African-Americans Thank you. do, yeah. Yeah. Um, they, um, for them, this is a place of ritual. They come with flowers in a ceremonial thing. And they prefer, like Cape Coast Castle hasn't been whitewashed. It has been kept as brutal. You go in, there's the door of no return. This one little door out into the ocean. And like in Elmina, 30% of, uh, only 30% of the slaves that passed through this port managed to land alive in America or in the Caribbean. So, so bad were the conditions. And they were just, they were thrown into the Atlantic. So when you walk- so sharks would follow the boats mm-hmm. because they knew that uh, food was going to come thrown off the boats. Yeah, exactly. So let's say in Cape Coast um, Castle, I'd find that difficult now going there. Yeah, and I the, don't in, think I'd like it. In the dungeons of the castle, like this is hard to know. You're walking, you walk on a patch of cobblestones. Okay, this is really even hard to say. So it might be five meters of cobblestones, and then the rest of it is mud. Okay, it's about like six inches of mud covering the cobblestones. They could remove the mud, and you'd be on cobblestones. But that mud is the the sweat, the skin, the excretion of hundreds of years of slaves who were just settled there. It's like a pigsty basically, and you're walking on the bones and the sweat and the and the, and the, the skin of of slaves. It's really visceral. It's really powerful. But like that's not what I'm talking about, Ghana. Okay, that needs to be mentioned. What no, I wanted... but I think if you went, if you were the kind of person who went to Ghana, mm-hmm. not an African-American from America, but just a person who goes to Ghana, you would go and see that because it is so much part of uh, the, the the world history yeah. and uh, like it was a trade. It was as much a trade uh, and probably in profit terms better mm-hmm. than the oil that they now have offshore. Yeah. And for me, the key element is we spend our whole time judging um, the Middle East or China and their behaviour. Now, we forget that 100 years ago, that like 40 years ago, France had slaves in in Africa. You know, that's the key Not element. Not 40 years ago. I swear 40 to God. from 2015. 1960. Is... Yeah. 19, well, sorry, that's, that's 55. Okay, okay. Yeah. You're mathematics. I could, get, I could get your slave example in West Africa in 1978, probably. You know, dodgy. You know, there was workers who weren't being paid. All okay. Right. So, but <laughs> this is what I wanted to say is Ghana is the most amazing tourist destination. And the way I want to sell it to you. So I've been looking at community tourism in Africa for the last four years. And what I want to do is find a place where parents can bring their kids, okay, rather than going to Disney. Disneyland, where they can go to Africa and actually show them lions and hippos and elephants um, and sort of warthogs out in the wild. Ghana has safari parks. It, it has one safari park, as you say, oh. yeah. Because my problem is when I say that, people think that you need to go to Botswana or South Africa or, Ten- or Kenya. And to be fair, they're expensive. So I was trying to find a safari park that had all those animals, but would cost the same or cheaper than bringing your family would to Would those animals be native to the region? Yeah, 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 yeah they would. Okay. Yeah. So, and I found it in Ghana. There's a safari park which has all those animals that I've just mentioned. It's called Mole National Park. The entrance fee for the park is six euro. Now, I stayed, when I stayed there, you can stay there in a little small accommodation. I stayed in the presidential suite. In fact, the president of Ghana had stayed there the week before. It cost me 25 euros. And that was in what they call a motel, but it's a safari lodge. But they don't have all those rich, you know, white man terms that they have in Kenya to overcharge people. So six euros to get into the park, okay? Then you stay... 
in the in the safari lodge, which is called a motel, right on top of a watering hole. Okay, it's on top of a water. So in the dry season, all the elephants and the warthogs and the hippos and the crocodiles need, and the zebras need to come right below your lodge to to drink. So you're looking at your front window from my twenty euros presidential suite. I'm looking at crocodiles and zebras and elephants in a water hole, which would cost, as you know, in South Africa, Botswana, like hundred five hundred dollars a night. Absolutely. So this not only this, but yeah. My favourite way of safari, for the first time if someone does a safari, fine, get into your, your Jeep, your Land Rover, and go with the 20 other Jeeps looking at, a, at the water hole, looking at the zebra. But next time you want to go on a walking safari, which was the f- only Zambia used to do water, walking safari, it's now available in Botswana and places, but it's very expensive. In Mole National Park in Ghana, you can go on a walking safari for four euros for two hours, which is all you want to walk. And you're going to see elephants, you're going to see... Um, Hippos, hopefully at a distance. You don't want to get too too near. But you're going to get to see de- different types of deer and warthogs. And then if you go at a nighttime safari, again, a nighttime safari is only some, you know, certain elite safari parks offer. It costs hundreds normally. A nighttime safari, renting a jeep, renting a guide, costs 22 euros for the night. It's like this suddenly people can get to see. They don't need to go to a zoo. They can actually get to Africa. Yeah, okay. Mm. Now, this is fantastic. Mm-hmm. We, I ought to stop here okay. in mid-stride. Yeah. We have to get to Ghana to go to 22 euro places. We have to get there. How do we get there? So, out of Heathrow, presumably, is it? Yeah, or Paris. You know, West Africa, it's always worth thinking of, of either Belgium or. Um, oh, the Belgians would have been <laughs> big of, there, yeah. yeah. I can't even say that without it. Better to go to France. You don't want to imagine <laughs> Belgium. Yeah, but actually, the cheapest well, Sabina thing. Sabina doesn't exist anymore. Okay, the cheapest thing I could find was um, Aer Lingus and Royal Air Morocco for 700 euros to Accra. Accra is the capital of Ghana. Um, but there's a few other things. I would have thought it was a crown. No, Accra. Accra. Oh, yeah, okay. I so I know I mispronounced it. Accra. I think it? it's Accra. Yeah, yeah. What did I said Accra. You're so right. It's Accra. Yeah, you are. Well done. Accra sounds like some sort of paint. Yeah, they have a lovely Accra. You're so right. Okay. Um, so actually, that was 615 euros I found Royal Air Morocco. Well, okay. You can get their euros. Air Lingus to where? Paris and then get Air Morocco. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yes, I presume so. And then 615 euros with uh, BA. Or no, sorry, 700 euros with BA. But then you're going to have a visa. The visa will cost 70 euros. There's a consulate in Dublin, so it's very easy to get your visa. Um, malaria tablets, I suppose, another 50 euros. But that is all. After that, I can guarantee... Is malaria endemic, yeah? It's very gentle. No, but it's just very a bit safe. Gentle. It's not a... No, it, there isn't severe malaria in Ghana, but it's just always wise to do. Now, there's a word which I always associate with West Africa mm-hmm. because books and movies and all sorts of things used it in the title... The word is Ashanti. Mm-hmm. What does Ashanti stand for, or what is it? It's a, Ashanti was this um, powerful, elite, regal culture in the centre of Ghana, in the centre of this area of West Africa. It right. went into Bog- to Benin and Togo as well, and they're known for the excellence of their crafts. And because the way you knew them is because they had a very sophisticated regal tribal system, so they had the time to work on crafts. And their their work is they're known for the beautiful tapestries, the beautiful beadwork, the hammered metal. Um, and in this whole area, so, I mean, if I'm being frank about difficulties, I'm offering you a holiday for 45 euros a day. That's all your food, your accommodation, your guiding, your where? transport. Where? Staying where? Every in day. The... All this uh, trip in, in, in Ghana is a 45 euros a day. In places where it's very hot, you'll be, you, I will give you air, um, air conditioning. Other pla- otherwise, it'll just be a fan. It'll be, the rooms will be basic. This is, you know, you're not getting the Hilton. But they're comfortable. There's no fleas. The food is fine. It's local, good, healthy food. Rice and beans and, and curried stew and things. Um, 45 euros. Yeah. 
the one problem is Mole National Park, this great national park, it's quite far. So um, Accra, the capital, is on the coast where those horrible slave um, forts are, but also where these amazing beach resorts and this beautiful winter swimming and the warm Atlantic. It, this is just... In fact, some of these resorts are exactly on where the line, where the equator and the zero line of longitude meet. So it's as clear you can get to... It's as close as you can get to zero, 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 zero in the planet. Um, so if you're near the equator, you have, you know, it's sultry, it's hot, but you have amazingly gorgeous warm waters. Um, so my problem is, that is down at the coast. You're flying into the coast. Mole National Park is way up in the north. It's right, uh, totally, okay. it looks it looks semi-desert. It is, in fact, the edges of the Sahara up there. Okay. So you have a long bus ride ahead. On The roads are, the tarmac roads are fine. The drivers are chaotic. So you're either on a bus, which is, a bus in Africa is just such a great cultural experience. It's not like a boring trip. It's put, your day spent on a bus is just fun. Everyone, the locals, will give you sample food. There'll be people coming on board selling you things. It's, it is fun. So, But when you're making this trip up, you're going through a shanty region. So that's why it's worth stopping off to explore the different craft villages. And there's two different sanctuaries that I want you to stop in um, when you're on this trip. The first is the Baobag Fioma Monkey Sanctuary. It's 25 hectares of forest that the locals have preserved for the last 150 years. So this isn't, you know, some outside NGO coming in saying set up a, a wildlife park. The locals believe that the monkeys in this area are sacred, that the Mona monkeys and the black and white colobus are sacred because they came and did a service to the villagers 150 years ago. So they believe the monkeys are semi-divine. So every day now they feed the monkeys and when the monkeys get sick, the monkeys, when they get old and they get sick, they will come to the village for a human funeral. This is an understanding, a negotiation that happens between the villagers and the, the, the two breeds of monkeys. So you go there and they would show you the little coffins they make and they're great. there's a whole grave site for each monkey and he'll have his name carved on the stone. So it's a lovely way of getting... Monkeys are entirely wild still. They just know that when they get sick, they will be um, buried by the villagers. So you, it's a lovely way of getting to know traditional community and to seeing wild Now, I know you, you can stay for 45 euros a day and all this sort mm-hmm. of stuff. But presumably Accra, which will be uh, cosmopolitan, this is where you have your Hiltons and your Marriotts and all this sort of stuff, is it? Yeah, it is. I'm just thinking, is there any reason to stay long in Accra? There isn't. Like, the, I would prefer if you don't even spend one night in Accra. But what about the great swimming you were talking about in the Asia Blue Atlantic? Yeah, I do that. Um, but the thing is, you, you, just, you just get on a, a shared taxi and go five kilometres either south or west to a good beach. Like the beaches in Accra itself aren't great. I've, I mean, the, I've nothing against Accra, and it's not like Nigeria. It's not dangerous. It's not hectic. But it's just there is such beauty just outside. So rather than stay, you could stay in Accra, but stay. What I would stay is just about five or ten kilometres away is Big Millie's backyard resort. Again, it's just a chilled set of cabins and beach houses and wooden sort of cabanas right on the Atlantic. Uh, that is the Atlantic there, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and so wonderful warm, sort of warm seas. Uh, the, they all have sort of tropical fruit and sort of organic gardens. So you're great food. Uh, it's a simple life. It's basically but a beachcomber life. Interestingly, mm-hmm. we're doing Ghana and we've mentioned Nigeria three or four times. Mm-hmm. Nigeria has kind of spoiled the market for a place like Ghana because before I met you today mm-hmm. talking about it, I would have hesitated to go to Ghana because Nigeria would have been in my head. I, I mean, you think of Nigeria and you think it's quite a dangerous place and it is. Mm-hmm. You think, therefore, you say Ghana must be dangerous also. Yeah, no, it's so, isn't it? And Nigeria has some lovely beaches 
in fact, that I enjoy. But I, I can't recommend people to go to Mali, uh, uh, to Nigeria. I'm hoping to go to Mali in February, and I really want to look because Mali's back on. But but for Ghana, um, yeah, no, it's absolutely okay. safe. The one problem is the only places you'll find tourists. There is no tourism, I'm afraid. You know, in these lovely reservations areas, right. so easy to go around. But because you don't have tourists, you don't have you don't have pickpockets. There's a few pickpockets on that beach. If you go long down the beach away from the resorts you need to be careful that you're not carrying your money or your passports on you but they're not going to do you any harm they're just going to grab your camera like right, whatever else okay. in the Ghana you are absolutely 100% right. safe I guarantee but, it um, you remember uh, Dr Livingston mm-hmm. and Stanley found him and all that mm-hmm. they're, 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 Livingston discovered this incredible falls which he named after the monarch Victoria mm-hmm. and then Stanley found more falls which he called Stanley Falls mm-hmm. right in Africa there are a lot of falls but there are a lot of big rivers have we got a big river with some we do. falls? We do. And so let's say if I we, we were first looking at the coast, which is hot and nice but sultry. Okay, then we went up to the desert area for the Mole National Park, which is super scorching hot. The best thing what I do, when I'm in the equator area, you try and get high, you try and get into altitude. And if you go to the Volta Highlands, which is just like three hours bus drive from Accra, uh, and phenomenal jungle-covered uh, highland mountains, lush butterflies, lush animals and monkeys, but amazing, amazing waterfalls, particularly the Vli waterfalls, W-L-I. Um, and again, you can either do a walk through the jungle to the bathing pool under the waterfall and in the hot day, allow the sultry, cascading water drop over you. Or if you're ambitious, you walk, you climb up the peak to the very top. It'll take a good day to get to the top of the waterfall and look down. Now, you, because you know nothing about movies, you definitely didn't see Stuart Granger and Deborah Kerr in King Solomon's Mines. But there's a moment in that mm-hmm. where, like, there's a snake coming down the <laughs> tree just behind the heroine and Stuart Granger shoots the snake. Mm. Now, Snakes worry me. Well, every animal worries me. Mm-hmm. Snakes, dogs, cats, mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. I'd be worried about walking around here with the prospect of stepping on, you know, some evil snake or something. Yeah. I or, mean, or some spider. I know. What can I say to you? I've spent a lot of year, a lot of my time, a lot of, like, I don't know, probably a year and a half in all in Africa. I've seen snakes. I've almost stepped on snakes. I've seen snakes coming down out of, out of a tree and trying to avoid me having to slide elsewhere but no it's so unlikely you're going to get you're okay. gonna, I mean it's a risk but it's not a, a although risk. the interesting thing about this yes. is right mm-hmm. here I am worried about going to Ghana because there might be snakes and spiders and I casually have gone to Australia probably a half a dozen <laughs> times where in fact there are more animals that can kill you in Australia than any other country on earth exactly yeah, isn't yeah. that true yeah What's great about Ghana, it's not for rich, well-heeled tourists. It's all based on ecotourism, on community tourism. So I went out there with Simon Cumber's fund. You know, the Department of Foreign Affairs have this fund to try and come out with, come find enlightened developing projects. And I found so many people, local communities, who were just setting up a little bed, a little food for people to try and offer, you know, cheap accommodation in a gorgeous area. Ghana's off limits for rich old sweats like me, is it? I tell you, I wrote, if you want to detail, if anyone wants to detail information about Ghana, I wrote a full article about it and it's on my website, which is moncon.com. Um, so if anyone wants to go and wants to know line by line what I recommend, you'll find it on moncon.com. Moncon.com. In fact, we'll put, is, we might put a link up to, to the article Yeah, yeah, but moncon is spelled M-A-N-C-H-A-N. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and yeah. do we need fadas and shavus and all no, that no, sort no. of stuff? No, no, M-A-N-C-H-A-N.com and you'll find the Ghana. But I'll, I'll post it onto yeah. your website. It's moncon I, and Ghanaian as well, apparently. Uh, 
Did you know that? No. This is a holiday, though, to remember. Ghana, you know. Okay, well, maybe I should do it before I die. Mm-hmm. It's Tuesday travel. Heaven knows where we're going. I mean, to go from Inchidani to Ghana <laughs> is some trick all in the space of a week. But we can do that through the imagination, the vision, and the extraordinary lyrical language of our travel expert, Moncon McGann.